0: Hello and welcome to Love and Lordship Live. I'm Greg Williams, and you can hear more from our book and ministry with Love and Lordship's The Authority of Love on 99.1 WJMM Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or go to their website wjmm.com. You can find the podcast tab near the upper right, and then the Love and Lordship link. But you can also find many videos and articles and podcasts at loveandlordship.com. Spell it all out, loveandlordship.com. You can find also uh, videos on vimeo.com forward slash love and many more podcasts on lordship.podbean, P-O-D as in dog, B as in boy, podbean.com. Uh, today, we're going to continue with our identity in Christ. Remember, we had the long series on the names of God. The prayer was that we would know and love Him more, fulfilling the first and greatest command the second series that we did a gap on what love was a little bit there for two or three weeks. And now we're doing our fourth session on identity in Christ, knowing and loving who we are in Christ. See, if we don't fulfill the first and greatest command, and in so doing, learn to love him and then learn to love who we are, not in vain as the world does, but in humility as Christ did. We're told to take on that attitude in Philippians 2, you see. We learn to know and love who we are in Christ. That's love and humility. So we can die to self in loving him and loving others as we love ourselves. So today's identity verse that we begin with is in John 15, 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, you can live this out your own way. And there'll be some success and some production, but it will not be kingdom fruit. And that doesn't mean God won't use it to touch other lives. We've seen fallen pastors who spoke the truth, because what saves us is Christ, His Spirit, and His Word, through His Spirit and His Word. So we've got to remember that the only way we really have any kingdom fruit is if we're willing to remain in Christ, allow the Father to prune us, so that we can bear more and more of His fruit. Now, we've explored and revealed a few things over the last few weeks, that we are fully accepted in Christ, and we've been working through the reality that we are secure in Him. That's two things that ought to really encourage us. We are accepted, and we are secure in Christ. As we wrap up this truth of our security and safety in Christ, we're gonna look at the fact that as a wholehearted believer and follower of Jesus Christ, we are a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says literally, those words, that we are a citizen of His kingdom, of heaven. This is not just that we are assured of eternity with God, but we presently belong to the citizenry of heaven. We're already a part of it if we're walking in Christ, abiding in Him. We have all the security of protection as a citizen here and now as we walk by faith in Christ. The struggle comes when we look around and see struggles, frustrations and temptations of the world with ourselves and others and in our flesh and then choose to be a citizen of this fallen world, the old natural man or woman of the flesh rather than choosing by grace through faith to be a citizen of heaven, the new man or new woman in the spirit. That's literally what it means here and now. While we have to live in this world, and this flesh at this time, Paul tells us several times that you're saved, but you are still living that flesh. You still walk in it. We all have the need in Christ. We, I'm just, let me say it again. We have all that we need in Christ, in his word and his spirit, to walk out this citizenship of heaven. Right here and right now, John 17, 11, and 14 and 15, in the great high priestly prayer, the prayer of unity, Christ asked for that. So those of us who believe in him, are walking in that assurance. So will you choose by faith and the grace that he gives us, decisions that are in line with his truth and that reflect heavenly citizenship? Or will you continue to choose the emotions, the fleshly desires and the trappings of this world? You can daily and moment by moment choose to walk as a citizen of heaven in loving obedience to God because in Christ you have been get everything you need to do this. Do you know him? Are you walking as a citizen of heaven today? Abiding in Christ and him in you means you're already there. Now, over the past few weeks, we've also been looking at our identity in Christ as being fully accepted. We're secure in him. We're fully accepted by him in numerous ways that we've talked about. Go back and look at those articles or the podcast or videos, as well as being completely secure. It truly is incredible and very, for me, I hope it is for you, very assuring and reassuring, and it's even comfortable when we walk in faith. Now, that doesn't mean everything is comforting. But Remember, Jesus said in John 14, 27, and 16, He referenced that he lives, He gives us peace, but it's not peace the way the world gives. In the world you will have trouble, but fear not, I've overcome the world. I give you peace, but not as the world gives. You see, the circumstances may not be comfortable, but I can remain in that peace. We continue to add to our identity today, uh, beginning to look at our value in Christ, that we are extremely significant, highly valued in God's eyes through Christ and all that he is doing and desires to do in and through us. We're going to begin with one that we've talked about numerous times in other contexts, but none more important than our significance in Christ. We are God's workmanship, The the word there in Greek is poemia in Ephesians 2.10. Don't you know that you are his workmanship? And here's the word in, in Greek, better word, recreated from the old man or woman to the new man or woman in Christ to do the good works that he's prepared in advance for you to do. Poemia is where we get the word poem, obviously, but it translates to masterpiece, work of art, workmanship. Of course, this verse is preceded by what God has done for us by his free gift of grace in Christ's sacrifice and not by our own works of the flesh. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 say, don't you know that you are saved by grace through faith and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God because I'm translating a little bit, because if you could do it on your own, you would boast in your flesh. There's nothing left. There's no room for that. We have to understand this or it becomes more about our prideful works that are done, thinking that is what saves us and what makes us right with God, which can never happen, right? Rather than who and what we are by Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to make us that new masterpiece, that workmanship from the master craftsman. The master craftsman literally crafted you for his perfect work. And in Christ, that's how he sees you. What an identity. You are his specific masterpiece for specific purposes. What an incredible identity we have. How does that make you feel valued, accepted, secure, significant? It should encourage you in all of these as God makes no junk, no mistakes. We might mess it up, but even then Christ puts it right again. When we turn to him and walk with him, you see, He remembers us as the workmanship of his hands. And Christ has brought us back to that, always lovingly waiting for us to return to him when we mess it up. Don't use that as an abuse or a reason to abuse grace. Use it as a reason to continue to seek him, love him, know him, walk with him. We can also rest assured that if we will walk with him and seek him above all else, that he will show us what he has created us for and recreated us in Christ as his masterpiece to do. Those things that he purposed for us, for his kingdom and glory long before we were born. Even when you struggle, remember that you are his masterpiece in Christ. Do you know him as Savior and Lord? Do you know you are God's masterpiece in Christ? The workmanship of the master craftsman's hands. Now here's a tougher question. Are you living in that? What a powerful reminder that you and I are his workmanship. Lord God in Christ recreated us for his goodwill and pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says this way, that you have obeyed in my, in my presence, but even now so much more in my absence. Paul is writing to the church at Philippi and to us as believers, even more so continue in my absence that you may let work out with fear and trembling, what God has put in, that free gift of salvation. Your job is to allow him to sanctify you and partner with him in that, with the Spirit and the Word. Work out with fear and trembling what God has placed in for him to will and act according to his good pleasure. So let us walk in and submit to God in obedience to accomplish all that he desires and give him the glory. I am, you are, we are significant in God's eyes. So we can be assured of this by faith and not live our lives based on the way the world, our flesh, and the enemy would deceive us to believe. I pray the Holy Spirit reminds you constantly and that you will hear that you are a branch in the vine of Christ. John 15, 1 and 5. 5 was our introductory verse. Instead of trying to prove your worth by producing fruit for for God, let's abide in Christ the vine. And allow his spirit to bring fruit in and through us as the father, the vine dresser, the gardener prunes us so we grow stronger and can bear more fruit. So others can partake and come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Here's some food for thought. We're going to have to lose our desire to produce any fruit on our own so we can simply bear all the fruit that he desires for us and knows that we can handle for his kingdom and glory. Thank you, Lord, for valuing each of us so much that you would graft us into Christ the vine by his sacrifice and his work so that we can be branches of your love, bearing your fruit to help others know Jesus. Do you know him? Are you abiding in him and him in you so you can bear much fruit or are you still trying to produce fruit on your own? Here's the action items. You know the first two. Read the scriptures in this article and others if you go back to them. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Second, journal what you're learning about your identity in Christ in this post. Third, give some thought and write out what it means for you to be a citizen of heaven right now. Number four, discuss with a fellow believer, Christ follower, what it means to abide in Christ and bear fruit for God's kingdom rather than trying to produce fruit contact us at loveandlordship@gmail.com, at or you can text her or, or call me at 859-229-6504. That's 859-229-6504. And the email again, loveandlordship@gmail.com. If your group or church or organization would like to partner with us, email, call, text, or message me. We'd love to engage with you, find out what you're thinking, partner with you, whatever that may be. Please continue to pray for us. Thank you for your prayers. They're so important. They're even more important than the financial needs. And I believe that with all my heart. I, I live by it. But if the Lord leads you to give to us, we need that to continue to reach more and help them. If you see this as a kingdom ministry of his, bearing his fruit, then would you consider and pray about giving? And if you do, thank you. And if you don't, thanks for your prayers and keep praying until he shows you where to give. He wants you to partner with him. And that's one of the great ways that we do it. Prayer and giving. Our vision, right there at the top of the banner, if you can see it, every life and relationship built on the love and lordship of Jesus Christ. Our mission is making disciples who make disciples in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ in every home, church, and beyond for his kingdom and glory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers. Thanks to the Lord always above everything else. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ.